Welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Engineering Heroes, a podcast that is presenting the new dawn of engineering challenges. My name is Melanie and my co-host and our podcast resident engineer is Dominic. Our guest today is Scientia Associate Professor and Australian Research Council Future Fellow at the School of Photovoltaic and Renewable Energy Engineering at the University of New South Wales the same uni she got her PhD from. She's a world leader in thin film photovoltaic solar cells, particularly in utilising green semiconductor materials to harvest sunlight for electricity generation. Her research on emerging thin film light harvesting materials and silicon-based tandem solar cells has attracted over $24 million in external research funding. Having published 145 peer-reviewed journal papers in top journals, her academic excellence is further evidenced in several prestigious awards, such as New South Wales Prize for Science and Engineering in 2018, Australia's Most Innovative Engineers in 2019, and the Prime Minister's Physical Scientist of the Year in 2020. Joining us today on Engineering Heroes for this special World Engineering Day miniseries is Dr. Xiaojing Hao. Xiaojing became an engineer because she wanted to become a problem solver. She was fascinated by solving problems. She remembers her teacher telling her about creating something new that engineers help make our lives efficient, safe and sustainable. During Xiaojing's university degree, she loved learning that it was all about seeking solutions for the problems in our everyday life. I really like that, particularly, for example, the water and energy and how to make the machine work more efficiently. So I believe engineers are highly demanded for our society, particularly to develop technologies and innovations that will benefit our world. I would like to be one of them. And also, I'm proud of being one of them. That's excellent. Yeah, no, it sounds like you're so enthusiastic about being an engineer as well, which is great to see. (laughs) So I believe you've just recently written an article for Create Magazine for Engineers Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah, the article is about what I'm doing now and uh, what's my vision for the future particular in the renewable energy. So you've actually, you're dealing with something a bit more specific than renewable energy. So you're talking about solar panels as well. So do you want to explain to us about the work that you're doing in the solar panels? Yeah, yeah. So um, my work is focused on renewable energy and like harvesting sunlight for electricity generation. And also recently I extended um, some of this knowledge and applying this knowledge for the solar fuel generation as well. So um, actually like we know all know about the silicon solar cell, right? Uh, like we saw them in the solar farm and we saw the silicon solar panels on our house roof. But actually silicon is definitely a, a perfect material for solar cells. But in the meanwhile, we also need some environment-friendly, very thin materials in applications where silicon may not well suited to. For example, like directly coating solar cell on building materials. Or on the car body. So with that one, uh, you probably you have the question why we want to do that one. Um, I'm working on is developing this high performance thin film solar cells on different types of surface. The surface could be like flexible stainless steel, and it could be the glass, and also it can be simply even stacked on the silicon solar cells to boost its power output. This way, actually, we have two parts. So the first part is uh, making the current silicon solar cell even cheaper 
by increase its energy conversion efficiency. And the second part is actually making our solar photovoltaic deployment much broader. In the article that everyone can read from March 2021, you've even said you'll be able to coat this on things like your mobile phone or your laptops. And I'm just picturing that you have this coating on your phone and you leave it out in the sun and it will charge. Is that what yeah, you're envisaging? Yeah. yeah, so actually that's, you're probably like uh, sometimes, I think there are already some of the uh, product uh, like already got the uh, solar on the phone. And uh, that's, I think mostly use either amorphous silicon or just a uh, uh, crystal silicon solar already. What I want to do is actually we want to make it more efficient. We want to generate as much electricity as what we want. And also in the unit area. Another area, actually, uh, as I mentioned, like we see a lot of solar panels in the solar farm. And we see uh, like a lot of solar panels on the roof of the house. But actually, if we consider the photovoltaic deployment, what we want to do is uh, we either like uh, create more power in the unit area or we increase area for the uh, solar cell deployment. So all of the, those will determine the final total amount of electricity we can generate. So with flexible cells, does that mean that you, you have far wider applications in regards to where you can put them as well? So I'm just thinking along the lines of solar panels, it, because they are rigid and it's fairly regimented in regards to where it can be located. Does that open up a, a vast amount of area for you to be able to use these cells as well? Yes, definitely. Particularly, for example, even now, like uh, there are a lot of scientists and engineers working on how to integrate the the solar panel into different area, like how to put it on the facade of the building in addition to put it on the roof of the building, because we have a lot of areas on the facade of the building. The, the roof area is very limited. I think it's okay in the residential area when we put it on the roof, but uh, imagine like we can also use that one for the window generating electricity, for uh, the facade of our house, and particularly in the CBD area where we have a very high intensity of population, but we have very limited area, right? So. If we can just coating the whole building uh, with the solar cells, which can contribute into the electricity generation, that will be perfect. I guess like the, the major idea is we know planting as, as many trees as possible is really great, right? And also we know how the trees absorbing the solar light and generate its own energy. Like for us, it's oxygen, right? Uh, so what we can imagine is if we, if we consider the whole the city function like the tree, and we can we can put in our solar cells uh, on the roof and empower the the function of the of the building and all the other surface as the electricity generator. That will be perfect. <laughs> yeah, and there's definitely a lot of buildings. I can think of a couple in Sydney that are north facing, which would, if you had cells all over the facade, it'd be amazing the amount of additional power you'd be able to generate. Yeah, yeah. And even we consider our solar car, we know our transportation actually contributes a lot of greenhouse gas emission, right? <laughs> so when we think about reduce the greenhouse gas emission, we should think about how to reduce the greenhouse gas emission in the different aspects of our life. Not only we use more renewable energy in the building, but how we can give the renewable energy and the electricity of the fuel to the car and also empower the car with renewable energy as well. That's also another part. And I believe we, we should be okay to see that in the very near future. 
So many amazing applications. Why don't we just keep going with the f- solar farms that we've we we're building what's the problem with the existing way that we're doing things with the solar panels i think there's no problem of just simply using solar farms but as i mentioned like for solar farm it takes plenty of area you need to plenty of space you need the solar panels uh, and also for the solar farm you need to they need to put on the grid and then transmission for that electricity in the high population density area imagine most of the solar farm actually quite far away from residential area or quite far far away from the area where we have very high population intensity, right? So that's make us to think about how we can cut down this energy transmission loss and also how we can actually increase area where we can use renewable energy to power the like the building, to power the uh, transportation. So I believe everyone actually seeing what is happening at the moment and we know the uh, critical issue of climate change. I think that we, we are urged to accelerate the transition to 100% clean energy. So in addition to increase the energy conversion efficiency, we used for our traditional silicon solar panel. Definitely, I think another area we can contribute to this transition to 100% clean energy is increase the deployment area for solar energy. Yeah, it, and it's wonderful that we've that you've taken that uh, initial concept that's been around for such a long time. And I think one of the beauties of engineering is the iterative process. Like uh, the, it's the next generation and the next generation to, to sort of keep improving and keep making it better. And then whilst you've solved one problem, you can sort of see that it's generated a few more problems and it just gives you the opportunity to find some more solutions and keep engineering. And so when do you see this? Is this out on the market or is it close to market? Or when do you actually see this technology and innovation making a difference to society? Yeah, so there are usually uh, several solutions to the problem, right? Um, But uh, for somehow uh, uh, deployment area, actually we have different requirements. For example, when we use solar panels in the solar farm, because it's very far away from end users, so we, we won't uh, consider too much about whether we're going to use the toxic materials uh, or there are some uh, negative impact. Because at the end of the, uh, the life of the solar panel, they're going to be uh, managed and deal with in bulk so they can be recycled, right? However, as I mentioned, if we want to increase the deployment area, when it's very close to the end users, we have to use some non-toxic environmental friendly materials. What we can see when we're targeting for different deployment areas, it's with different requirements on the solar panels. And as some area we can use for the rigid one, but some of the area we want to use a flexible solar panels. And some of areas we have less restrictions on the material we need to use, but some of the areas, when they're very close to the end users, we have to consider to use environmental friendly materials. And also in the meanwhile, we want to make sure it is as cheap as possible so that everyone of us can benefit to use it because we know the cost determines the large deployment um, of solar energy. I definitely approve the uh, non-toxic product. <laughs> so <laughs> let's hope that one gets up and going and is cost efficient. So we're coming into World Engineering Day and I was just wondering, what does World Engineering Day mean to you? 
I think as an engineer, <laughs> I think it's a great opportunity to celebrate the achievements of engineers and also the engineer in our society. Particularly, I think it's a very good opportunity to improve the public understanding of what we are doing, why we are working so hard and what we have done and how important our work is. Um, so I think this is a wonderful opportunity to talk about this aspects and also engage with a much broader community in the work of engineers, particularly in the renewable energy, in the solar photovoltaics. I think it's not just a celebration, but also it's an opportunity to encourage us to look ahead at what we can do better in the future. I think it can be a springboard for awareness raising actions. As I mentioned, I believe there are multiple solutions to the problem, right? For example, climate change. But how can we integrate multiple solutions to enhance their efficiency and the effectiveness and also even better solution we can consider. So this is also, I think, at the engineering day, we celebrate also, we look ahead um, for a better solution. Also, I believe what World Engineering Day is an uh, opportunity to engage with the government and the industry like I show you what we have done, and also we work with them to develop future strategic frameworks, particularly for the sustainable development in the future and in the end part. I think as a teacher, <laughs> as a teacher in the university, I think it's also a very good opportunity for us to engage with young generations. As you know, we need more engineers, not only now, but also the future. We keep to make the innovations and keep to develop new technology because we want to deal with the problem in our daily life. So the engineers, we not only need now, but also in the future. So I believe this World Engineering Day is a great opportunity to promote engineering as a career. So engage and also inspire our young generations and particularly encourage some women and female young generations to join the engineering team. So for my area, I think the engineers are key to the transition to that energy that is so important for our future. So I think it's very important to have our young generation get involved in thinking about the future of energy and what we can do for the future energy. Thank you so much. That's so well said. It's a very important day for engineers everywhere, and I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my views and also share the excitement about celebrating this World Engineering Day. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Engineering Heroes as we present the new dawn of engineering challenges for Engineers Australia. You can view the show notes or more about our podcast by visiting our website, www.engineeringheroes.com.au. Be sure to mark the 4th of March in your diary and celebrate World Engineering Day by doing something special or something really extraordinary. We look forward to you joining us next week when we bring you another interview with one of our engineering champions.